Hey there, Donna Ashton here. And listen, I get you. You're already busy with a full calendar and trying to squeeze in some inspiration and learning here. So I won't waste your time or bring fluffy crap you can't use. I'm here to help you design a simplified business you can scale and help you work less and make more. This show is for high achieving coaches and experts who want strategies to unlock the next level in their business and create days that allow creative time and space for family, all while increasing revenue. Let's get to it. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Work Less, Make More podcast. In today's episode, I am loving this topic of business boundaries. And I don't even know if that's something that people understand. It was sort of just what I decided to call it. But when I say business boundaries, people look and they're like, oh, so let's talk about some of the mistakes that you might be making in your own business with regards to business boundaries, whether you have them, whether you don't even know what they are, or you just are sliding Um, you're sliding away from what you were hoping them to be. And so let's jump into this business boundaries, because when I start to work with people to simplify their businesses, uh, one of the first things that I notice is there is none or very little business boundaries that are happening. And that is the cause of of a lot of it. It's not all of the problems, but I think um, this is one topic where, especially as women and nurturers, and helpers, teachers, and all of that, we just want to help people so much that we don't see what it's doing to our own schedules, our own businesses, and how not all of the time is a good thing for you to just always saying yes. You know, I think, um, it's okay to say no to some things. And I, I, I'm just going to, we're going to kind of go through some of the mistakes here. So um, let's just jump in here. So let me just give you uh, an idea of what I mean when I say business boundaries, if you're like, what is she talking about? So when I say business boundaries, you know, it's like having those personal boundaries in your, your, like, just think about your own personal space when you'd say, Hey, this is my personal space. This is my boundaries. Don't, come in here. And, and, you know, I think we're okay when we talk about personal boundaries and and that kind of thing. But when it comes to business boundaries, our lives are so entwined with business and it is just, just one big, long business day. You know, it can be right when we don't have some clear definition. And if you find yourself constantly saying yes to things that you don't really think you should be doing or going over time with people, um, you know, adding more things into projects that wasn't originally on the, you know, the schedule of uh, the scope of what you had decided to do or your client has paid for. It's like adding and going so overboard and just always saying yes. And I think it's really hard for some women to say no. And it's not even about saying no, though. I think this is, it's part of it because you have to be okay with saying no. And it's not just about that, but it's about 
standing in your queen bee-ness and you decide. So, you know, I've been talking more about the shift in business from working so many hours and, you know, having these nine to five Monday through Friday constraints and these so many things that we just take for granted, but you honestly get to decide what your business will look like, what your calls will look like, what your coaching or teaching or programs or whatever it is that you're doing, your marketing, you know, you decide. So I think so many of us will just go along with what everyone else is doing or, well, that's the way I was taught when I got my coaching certification, or that's what I feel like everyone else has to do. And, or I came from corporate, so this is something very similar, but you know, you can decide what, what it's, what it means. So when you think about, I'm just going to use this as an example, when you think of a client session, right? Most people think, well, it's an hour right? Because that's the way people are used to, especially if you're like a therapist or some kind of an hourly um, practitioner or professional, like you come in and you pay for the hour. So I think that is sort of still ingrained in us, but why does it have to be an hour? Can it be 45 minutes? Can it be 30 minutes? Can it be 40 minutes? Like, (laughs) you know, who says it has to be 60 minutes when it comes to your phone calls? And why can't they still pay the same amount for a 45 minute call? Or why can't your client sessions when you're working with people be 45 minutes? So this is something I do with my clients as we're, you know, going through and helping them simplify one easy way to just get some time back in your schedule and not have this overlap or back-to-back calls with no breaks in between I think people don't even realize that they have the option to do this. And and this is what I mean by business boundaries. It's like, you don't have to just because everyone else does it, or this is the way you heard it, or this is the way you used to do it. You decide the how, the when, the what, the why, and all of that. It's up to you to decide what days of the week you would want to work, what days your newsletters come out, what um, the way that you're going to support people, you know, does it have to be on Zoom? No. You know, can you choose a different format if you don't like that? Yes. There's so many different options. So that's not really what this is about, but I want to bring that in as one of the mistakes that people are making. And that is that you get to decide. I really want you to think about yourself as a gardener or an artist that has a blank canvas or a blank gardening bed that has nothing in it. And you get to decide how the flowers are arranged. Are they going to be in neat rows? Are they going to be you know, in little plots here and there? Are they gonna be along the edges? Are they going to be in a box, you know, four squares? Like there's just unlimited options. If you're standing in front of this garden plot, you get to decide. and you get to decide how those flowers come together. Are they separated? Are they all the red is over here and all the blue is over here and all the pink is over here? Like it's totally up to you. And that is the way it should be in your business as well. 
you don't have to just go along for the ride just because that's the way you've always done it or the way you think you need to do it or the way everybody else does it. So we're thinking outside the box or let's thinking, looking at a blank canvas, you can pick the colors, you can pick the brush size, you can pick the type of paint, you can pick, you know, watercolors or acrylic or mixing colors or landscape or, you know, whatever you want to do, right? It's, it's really up to you. And even if you're in the middle of your business saying, I don't know how I would just start doing different things, it certainly can be done. So let's talk about some more of these business boundaries and how you can make this work for you and not get trapped inside some of these mistakes. So we talked about this, you decide. So I want you to first establish that it's totally up to you. And if you say, well, I can't do this because of this, that's only your own limitations. No one's making you do anything. No one's saying you have to do it a certain way. And if you have current clients and you're like, well, this is what they signed up for, then I'd, I'd certainly, even if that's the case, I'm sure that something could be tweaked or you can say, well, when this session is over, this is the new way I'm going to do it. So let's talk about these. So the first thing I want to talk about, the first mistake that I see so many people making is the, I want to call it going over, going over. And I, when I had started writing down some notes for this podcast, it was easy for me to see uh, how this can, can be. It, so the first thing I want to talk about is going over time. So if you are a coach or a therapist or doing some kind of consultancy, consulting, whatever, and you habitually go over your time. So let's say you do have hour sessions, but it seems like when it gets to the hour, you're still talking and, you know, 10 minutes goes by, maybe even 15 or could be even you're, you're going into the next session. Now, maybe some of you don't have that luxury because you have to stop at the top of the hour, but I bet those who don't, it will, it's like a little slide into the next hour. And I have been guilty of it as well. But what I find is that Things can be done within, if you can't get to what you need to do within 60 minutes, then really you need a longer time or you need to just have some other things in place so that you could laser focus on what you want to talk about during that session. And that is really the way I, I set up my teaching is that there are trainings and other things in the background for the most part. And then when we get on the phone, we laser session in. And so it can be done in 30 minutes. But for you, if you're just going over time, whatever that might look like, whether you're just giving extra um, time here or, you know, maybe doing more than you should be or that you contracted to be. And I'm not saying that you have to like be nitpicky and like can't ever give an extra minute. But if you're habitually going over on all of your calls, that could add up to an hour a day or two hours a day, or even more. If you look at it, that you're really not even being paid for and your clients will respect you. I remember the first time someone was like, I have, you know, we've got till I've got five minutes left. And I'm like, Oh, okay. I was like, okay. But then I was like, okay, well, you know, her time is valuable and she's obviously busy and has something else she has to do. And I made sure that I had all my ducks in a row so that I didn't go over the time. So we might think that we're helping people or we have to just give 
But honestly, if you put these boundaries in place ahead of time and your clients understand that it's going to be 45 minutes or it's going to be 60 minutes and not 62 minutes or 65 minutes or 75 minutes, they will make sure they get to your stuff in the time it takes. Like think about the Pareto's principle. That is, if you're not familiar, that is that no matter how long we have to do something, it's going to take that long. <laughs> That's me summarizing it the way I'm. If you have six months to write a book, you'll take six months to write your book. If you have six weeks to write your book, you'll write it in six weeks. If you have six days, you'll write it in six days, right? We always find the time and we can always, we will expand if we have tons of time. If we don't, we can get things done. Just think about when you have to go on vacation and you have to finish a lot of stuff. Like somehow everything gets finished, right? In a very quick amount of time. So going over time is just, almost not being lazy. I know you're thinking you're giving and you're trying to help people, but you know, if that, if you've got your hour, instead of you having time to grab something to eat or use the bathroom or get refreshed, or just take a break and a pause in between your next call, you're going sliding right into the next call um, without having a break, without centering yourself again and not worth being refreshed. And so the next person may not get as good from you. So here's another one and that is going overboard. <laughs> Along the same lines, that is when we just try to do everything for our clients, whether that's um, you're trying to you know, teach them something or coach them through something and then you take it on yourself because they're not getting it or you start adding things in to projects. They ask for like, well, and, and, you know, and can you just fix this? And can you just do that? If they're, you know, if you're doing some kind of design or social media, can you just add one more post? It's when we go overboard with what we are, again, it's not included in the scope of what you were originally supposed to be doing. And then you just keep throwing it over, overboard and keep doing more and more. Most of the time you will start to feel resentful when this happens and your person who's doing it, you know, may or may not even be realizing that it was supposed to not be part of the scope of the project, or if they are, they're really happy. And, um, you know, people will just keep taking most of the time. It's like, oh, well, if she did this, maybe she'll do this. And, you know, they don't really mean most of the time. I don't think people really mean to be, um, you know, taking advantage of you, but when somebody says they'll do it, they start to get into the habit of like asking for more things or showing up, not being prepared or expecting their calls are now going to go to 75 minutes instead of 60. So the expectations of your clients and your, um, the people that you work with are changed because now, well, yeah, it's supposed to be an hour, but she always does an hour and 15 minutes with me. So they start to expect it. And then the day you can't do it and it needs to be an hour they're kind of feeling like disappointed or whatever. So going overboard can mean like you just, you know, sending lots of emails back and forth when you said you weren't going to do email. And then suddenly they're messaging you over on messenger or they're sending you text and you're responding to them or you're responding immediately to them instead of going through your 24 hour um, I'll get back with you within the next 24 hours. You feel like as soon as they text you, you have to respond that minute. And they're like, if they have to wait, then it's something's wrong. And, and don't get me wrong here. I want to talk about over delivering because I love to over deliver to my clients. I love to give them a little extra, 
I want to, to over deliver, but I want it to be a, like a surprise, right? I want it to be a welcomed, oh my gosh, I can't believe what I got out of that. And you don't, over delivering doesn't necessarily mean you have to pile a bunch of things on and do a ton more stuff. It's just about bringing your best to what you're doing. And if you pop a little something extra in, you know, one time, then it's like a sweet treat to them instead of just like something they're going to expect. If you just keep doing it, it loses its flair and they just start to expect it rather than it just being a fun extra that they, a bonus that they're getting. They're expecting that even though it wasn't part of the original, you know, deal or the original, um, project or contract. So I highly love the idea of over delivering, but not to the point where it gets to be ridiculous, where it gets to be expected and mundane. And, um, you know, that now you're just doing hours more work, email, being on call, you know, responding back at their whim or their timetable. Um, you know, of course there are emergencies happen and sometimes there are things you need to do and I get it. And I, again, I don't want you to think that I'm like, oh, you can't ever answer a phone call or a text or an email, but just be careful when you're setting up the expectations. And this is something that you need to do at the beginning of the relationship, if possible. Once you decide what you're going to do, once you decide this is how I would like to respond. This is what I feel is a good enough time. And also with my busy schedule, a realistic amount of time that I can get back to people. We always underestimate the time it takes for us to do things. And, and, and it, I don't know why that is. I know I'm the same way. It's like, oh, I can just do that. Oh, we just take a few minutes. And then two hours later, I'm still working on it. So we have to really look and be realistic with our schedules and how long it takes and how long it's going to take you to get through something. Um, as we're creating our boundaries and we're creating the, you know, as we have our garden plot in front of us and we have our artist press in front of us, we need to really take a, a hard look at exactly what we're doing and how much time do things actually take. And if you think it takes 15 minutes, you know, double the time just say it's going to take 30 minutes just for your own sake. Cause things happen and we get distracted and, you know, in a perfect world, it's like saying, how long does it take to drive to the grocery store? Right. Okay. In a perfect world in the morning where there's no traffic and you hit all the green lights, it's 10 minutes, but most of the time, maybe it's 18 minutes. And so if you just expect every time it's going to be 10 minutes, you're going to be late or, you know, if you have to go to the grocery store and come back, then in you're expecting 10 minutes, that's going to put you behind. So you have to look at the worst case scenario for how long things take and not the best because it's not always the best circumstances. Okay. So any type of going overboard, adding more things into the project, going over time, super over delivering, and just like being on call and just available anytime. Again, I feel like that's kind of going over on the time, but I just wanted to, you know, kind of expand a little bit in that. Um, 
also, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about if it was, if it was me and I had a coach or something and they were like available anytime and they could talk to me whenever, and they just got back to me right away, I'd almost be thinking, gosh, don't they have something else to do? Aren't they busy? <laughs> don't they have other clients to deal with? So, you know, it's all about um, almost setting the boundaries of respect. And I remember when I was hiring VAs, I had a VA for like four or five years in my previous business. She was a mom. She had a little child at home and she wasn't really doing anything else except for doing some part-time work for me. So when I would send over things, she would get to it the same day. Sometimes I'd say, Hey, can you send this out right away? And she would be able to do it right. The, the, um, the bound, there weren't many boundaries there. She was always able to get my things done and she would work on the weekends if I needed to, or, you know, just here and there doing some things. And then when I, uh, she decided she was going to actually go out and work and I had to find someone else, I started looking for people and I was, I hired a couple different people and I was just, it was like a surprise to me. And it was like, okay, there's a 48 hour turnaround time for this. And there's a 72 hour turnaround time for that. And I don't, these are the days I work and these are the days I don't work. And I was like, oh, okay, wait, (laughs) you know, it was sort of eye opening for me, but you know what? I really respected this woman who was like, oh yes, I'll get back to you, uh, you know, on Tuesday about that. And I thought, oh, it's Friday afternoon and she's not going to get back to me till Tuesday. Okay. It was unexpected, but I also had to set my expectations to that. And then I respected her like, great. She has kids. She has things going on. These, this is the boundaries that she has set. These are the days that she said she worked. And I knew that going in. So, okay, I'll just have to wait. And if I, what it did for me was cause me to be more organized and more um, thoughtful and more um, what's the word I'm looking for. Sort of like, um, proactive instead of just like being reactive, like, oh yeah, I forgot. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Like I had to look and see, oh my gosh, what's coming up next week. What do I have to make sure that I get to her because it's not going to be done in, in the, you know, today. So it helped me, it forced me to start being a little more proactive in my own business. And you will find the same thing with your clients because it's not like I was something I was doing um, you know, to be sneaky or mean or whatever to my other VA, it was just, that's the way she worked. And that's the way we worked. And we fell into that routine. And I got a little bit lazy with, oh yeah, she'll get with it. You know, she'll be able to turn it around in the next hour. And then when I hired someone else, that was definitely not going to happen. So I had, I was kind of in a rude, rude awakening there of, okay, I have to be a little bit more mindful with the way I'm doing things, a little proactive, a little more organized with deciding what has to be done and who and how I need to hand this off. And it will happen with your clients as well because they will be more thoughtful. They will put the time into thinking, what questions do I have? If this is the time I have to ask her and she can, won't get back to me again until 48 hours or till next week on our call, then I need to make sure I ask her everything I need to. And not just any old time I think of something, I'll send a message. So that's what I mean by going over and um, you know, really just trying to create these business boundaries and expectations for how it's going to work and so that people will you know be happy and will get the most out of working with you so that also you are free to have those breaks and you are free to refresh yourself and you don't have to feel like you're being taken advantage of or that you're just being run down or that you're always on call or always having to do one more thing and you're not even really supposed to be doing it like there's nothing worse than feeling like that 
in your business and you don't want that. You want it to be a fair exchange. And you also just want to honor your clients and feel happy and excited to help them and not feel resentful because of something you said you would do and be, then feel resentful toward them or blame them. So that's a lot of the business boundaries. There are other things, but I mean, there are so many things in this. I can't cover everything, but if you're looking at even how you onboard someone or certain contractual things, like this sometimes happens when something bad happens, right? And sometimes it takes, and it's all about learning. Sometimes it takes something happening that you're like, oh my God, what was I thinking? I didn't have that boundary in place. And then you put a new boundary in, or you decide I'm not doing it like this anymore. So don't feel bad. It's happened to everybody. Sometimes you just don't know what you don't know until you get that client that is emailing you and calling you and texting you all day. In fact, I had a mentor that I worked with years ago and I was in part of her, I was in her six month program and we had a weekly call. And then she said, you also get email access to me. And she, I thought this was so interesting. She said, you can send one question a day. And I thought one question a day. Well, one, I don't have every, a, I didn't have questions every day. If I emailed her once a week, it was like, you know, it was something I didn't even use that part of the support that often, but I did question her uh, when we were on one of our calls one day and I asked her, you know, what was up with that kind of a thing? Cause it just seemed so, you know, so specific. And she said that what had happened is that she had a client who was emailing her all day long. She would answer one question. She would send another question. I mean, it ended up, she was going back and forth with this woman all day, every day. So she instilled the business boundary of one question per day. Now, I think that's still very excessive, but this was years ago. And I know she was doing a lot of support through email. So um, you can decide all of this. You can decide, you know, how it's all going to work and where it's all going to fall. And, you know, you may not be able to sit down right now if you're new in business or you're doing, if you're just getting started coaching clients or consulting, you may not think about it. If you're just starting to do projects for people, I know for me, um, I had all my ducks in a row for the coaching. And then when I started to add done for you services, I was like, I don't even know what I don't know, but it only took a few projects for me to do till I was like suddenly going, okay, they get one edit or one of this, because if you don't specify that inside of the contract, then people think they can just keep coming back to you, adding more things and doing unlimited edits. So sometimes it does take you creating these mistakes or, you know, kind of learning the lesson <laughs> the hard way, but what I want to say is don't just keep letting it happen. Don't let that be the pattern. If it happens once, that's fine. We learn our lessons or we learn on how we want to do something or how we don't. And then the next time, make sure you put something in place. Make sure you put a boundary in place so that won't happen to you again. And you don't just keep falling back into that same trap and having the same pattern over and over again. So all of these things I'm talking about here, these business boundaries are time wasters, time sucks and energy sucks for you. And it's like trying to decide something different every time is also exhausting. If you just are like, this is the way I do it. And this is the boundaries I have. This is the expectations I have. Then that's it. There's no room for, 
you know, people to try other things and they can try if they want. And it's up to you whether you decide if somebody's asking for something that you don't normally do. But if people don't won't usually ask if they see you know, this is the way that you talk with, with, me, with me, like in my group program, I had I would answer people's questions um, once a week on our calls and then in the Facebook group. But then I had people like sending me messages on face on Facebook Messenger. And some people who had my phone number started texting me. So then I had to say something in the group, like, please do not send me messages on Facebook Messenger. One, they're going to get lost. I don't even, I'm not over there checking those. I'm not thinking about clients on Facebook Messenger or whatever and texting. You know, I just use that for my family. So please just stay inside the thing or I will not be answering your questions. So I just had to be really specific about the business times and the way I was going to respond to people. And again, some of this just comes from experience, but as you're going into business, talk with someone, if you're not sure, like find someone else who's doing what you're doing, have a business partner or buddy, get a coach or whatever to help you create some of these boundaries so that you don't end up in a crazy situation or, you know, just like really uh, resentful of certain clients and it may or may not even be their fault. It could be just that you never put something in place. So they just go, Oh, okay. Well, she didn't say we couldn't do that. Right. So we're going to do it. So business boundaries is, is a, a big problem. I think for many of us as women who just want to help and just want to do more and all of that. But if we look at our schedules and we're already super tight, this is where a lot of the bleed over is happening. This is where we are not being in our queen bee-ness. We're, we're I'm still in that worker bee doing, 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 helping, 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 always going, going, going. And um, we can't scale from there. So I hope this helped give you some great tips on business boundaries and I will talk to you next time. I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and show you simplifying and scaling is easier than you think. If you're ready to tame the chaos of your business into a simpler model while increasing your impact and income, grab my free simplify and scale template at donnaashton.com forward slash template or check the link in the show notes. See you next time.